Jeez. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash twodrinkcinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Patreon.com forward slash Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We are two brothers reviewing movies two drinks at a time. Hello, Brett. Hello, Lee. It's a Saturday, which means we can have extra cocktails. Uh, and we are starting with a cocktail for Con Air. Con Air. Which is what we are reviewing this week. I couldn't find a specific Con Air cocktail. Yeah, okay. Uh, surprisingly, yep. that's not huge in the cocktail scene, convicts travelling by plane. No. Um, but I found one called a prison bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> because right. okay. I'm assuming these convicts are all going to end up in prison with prison bitches. Some might be the bitches, some might be the bitchies. Yes. I don't... The bitchers. The bitchers, the bitchies. Some might be the husbands. <laughs> some might be the wives. If I think we want to go. Any prisoners way, listening? Then uh, let us know. This has okay. It is called a prison bitch cocktail, and it has some things that we bought for other things that we're glad we get to reuse now. This is our first cocktail where we haven't had to buy anything new. Yeah, we already had all this. So it is thirty mils vodka. 15 mils each of Cointreau and Amaretto. And then 60 mils each of orange juice and cranberry juice. Mm. So it's a sweet one. Fruity. It doesn't sound very... Oh, that makes sense. Fruity. Like a prison bitch. I was going to say, it doesn't sound very (laughs) masculine. You know, in prison. Like Conair, it's like, I'm a man. It's It's an incredibly... Masculine movie for a very pink drink. It looks that we are it drinking. looks um watermelony. Yeah, it's definitely and mine's the prison. got a mine's got a bug in it. <laughs> it's definitely the prison bitch and not the prison bitchy. Mine, this drink. Mine looks like um Jurassic Park too. Mine's got a little oh, yeah. bug stuck in the sap. All right, so that's what's in it, and then you shake it all over ice, and then you pour it into a glass, which we added ice because it's sunny outside. We have yep. late autumn sun for you all. Um, so this is the prison bitch for Nicolas Cage. I doubt Nicolas Cage is a prison bitch. We'll discuss. That's Yeah, that's also <laughs> the point of the movie is that he's not a bitch. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, I could have a few of them tonight, oh, actually, when we go That's dangerous. Out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to order that at the bar when we go, excuse me, do you have a prison bitch? Excuse me. <laughs> excuse uh, one prison bitch, please. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. It doesn't... I, You know what? When he said, I could... Nicolas Cage is a weird cat, right? We know this. Don't know yeah. why I talk like it's the 50s. <laughs> but um, it, you've never, I've never heard you say, describe someone as a cat before, but weird cat is the right descriptor for Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He, I could imagine him drinking this, though. I don't know. I could imagine him... I don't him, know him. 
I could imagine him drinking this while being hyper-masculine, though. Yeah. Just to, like, contrast it. I could imagine him him ordering it at a bar, and when they didn't have the ingredients, him making them go and get the ingredients to make it. Yeah. Or I don't know how to make it. Suddenly, he's on the other side of the bar making it. I reckon most bars would have those ingredients today. Well, let's find out tonight. Because amaretto sours are big things these days. So, We're most get, bars, well, and maybe vodka, not bars, bars. but Vodka you know. cranberry yeah. is a thing. Cranberry. Cointreau. Orange, orange juice. juice. Yeah. I'm going to order one. Let's go. We're going out for drinks tonight. Happy birthday, cousin. And I'm going to order a prison bitch. God, that's nice. I'm going to drink more of that's the fly top, the the bug in the really adds to it. <laughs> this is in my top 2 now. Ooh, fire swamp still number 1. Do you reckon the bar we're going to tonight will have creamy soda? Cuz if No. I'm going to ask. <laughs> I know it's Fitzroy, but no. <laughs> I'm going to ask if they have creamy soda, and if they don't, I might say, "Can I just duck up to Coles and bring back a creamy soda?" And remember that time that our friend took a flask of vodka to the bar? Our cousin, a our other cousin, flask who's or not sure that is. Well, she kept saying flask. Then she pulled a thermos out of her handbag like she was taking tea to the footy full of vodka. What if I do the opposite? She kept buying lemonade and just pouring vodka in it. What if I take my own creamy soda, creamy soda and, and just order shots yeah. of Fireball and just make my own fire swamps I mean, in the corner of the bar? Yeah, why not? Wouldn't be the weirdest thing that people in a bar in Fitzroy have seen. No, not at all. Let's be honest. Anyway, cheers to the oh, prison, prison bitch. bitch. That's a nice and one. Cheers to Nicolas Cage. Yeah. On with the review. Two drinks in a bar. All right. Con air. Con air. Oof. Are you ready for a review, <laughs> listeners? Oh, oh dear. Um, Can I just say, my notes basically are, I wrote down every time there was some terrible, terrible line of dialogue. And I have like two pages of notes. Well, I've got three pages of notes. This is the most <laughs> notes I've ever written on a film. And I didn't even like it. I was watching it and then something would, somebody would say some stupid line and it'd just be like, oh, I'm writing that down. We watched it together, which we don't always do. Yeah. Um, and we'd, as we do when we watch films together for the podcast, we turn to say something to each other and then we're like, no, no, save, save it. it. Don't worry. Um, Americans love their forces. Oh, the army, the army rangers. Or the rangers and the, those are the marines. or what, Like, they just love them. It's so obvious what it was setting up sometimes with the, like, you have these skills and you never leave a hurt man behind. Yep. Remember, I'm like, well, something's going to happen and he's not going to leave that hurt man behind. If there's one word I could use to describe this movie, it's obvious. <laughs> the, yes. set, the setup is obvious that it that he's actually a good guy and he does he's not gonna leave a man behind and he's gonna do his duty. Yep. It's obvious that he's gonna punch on with those blokes in the bar. Yes. It's obvious that shit's gonna explode. Yep. And it's obvious that Simon West, the director, had just discovered what a turning pan shot is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of the same stuff. He um, all he Simon Alexander West. I've, I've looked him up. Is an English film director and producer. He has primarily worked in the oh, not to be confused with the Australian poet Simon West. Oh, very different. okay. I was I lost a lot of respect for the poet after watching this. So uh, he 
this is his kind of first big film. Then he did Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Mechanic, The Expendables 2. Oh, oh, right. Okay. So he blows things up. He's also done pre-Michael Bay. The General's Daughter and the psychological horror film When a Stranger Calls. Right. Prior to his film career, here we go. (laughs) West served as a director of music videos, including Never Gonna Give You Up. Nothing explodes he in Rick, Rick Astley film. He Rick clip. rolled. He re, he's Rick rolled us with this. He's movie. Rick rolled us. Yes, and we're uh, going to give. Well, you know what? His, Con Air his, does never give up. Yeah, Nicholas that's Cage true. does never, never give, give up. him up, uh, and he never lets us down. The yeah. scriptwriters let John Malkovich down, as we discussed in the, the preview. Scriptwriters let everybody down. Uh, this is West's directorial debut, right? Um, and you know what? I didn't expect. Straight out of the gate. How do I live without you? I'm like, surely this comes up at the end. And turns out it does. It's the the beginning and the end. It was like um, when I was in San Diego with some friends and their friends who are American were going to see Shaggy. And we were taking the piss because Shaggy's only got three songs. Did I go with you? Oh, no, that wasn't me. No. Oh, yay. Um, (laughs) Shaggy's only got three songs. Forced laughter. And we were joking that he's going to open and close his set with Wasn't Me. Yeah. And we, then they went into the gig and we stayed in the bar at the front and we heard and we're like, yeah, he's opened with Wasn't Me. Because you can just tell. Then he closed with Wasn't Me. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being, that's your career. You have to open and close with the same song. Yes. Um, Not great. Write another song, Shaggy. Yeah. Anyway, back to the movie. Time great song, line. Great oh, yeah, song. Great song. Yep. I do prefer, prefer the Leanne Rhymes version than the Trisha Yearwood version in the movie. Okay. That's just a bit of facts. I prefer the version we sung at various stages throughout the movie. <laughs> Whenever there was a lull, one of us just sung the chorus. Um, I was confused timeline-wise with how long Nicolas Cage was in the army. Yeah, he must have had an unknown break because he came. He came back to the bar. Yeah, and she was pregnant, but not showing in the slightest. No, and also those men picked the moment that her husband gets back to try and pick her up. Those guys are dickheads. Well, yeah. I I I don't know how and when, and it's obviously not explained. How she's six months pregnant but not showing. And then because the how long did the trial take? He never met the kid. It's very confusing, the timeline of yeah. uh, um impregnation. Yes. The timeline of impregnation is confusing and then there's just a number of years he's in prison. We don't know how long. Yeah. We don't know how we know the kids in at least first grade. Because that's one of the letters. Yes. I feel like Nick Cage would have got a haircut, though. Hello, my baby. Oh. Do you think he would have got a haircut? Well, he says at the end when he meets her, I was going to get a haircut. Um, Where, though? In the, I don't in know. the airport? I don't know. He was going to get his prison bitch to... Just back to the um, bar before he goes to prison. Yeah. Not only... Are those guys going up to someone who's dancing with their husband? Their husband 
is in the army. Yeah. So you would assume that he can fight. Yeah. But also, Americans respect servicemen. Yeah. And then he goes, but they go, you're a pussy. You're, people like you were why we lost Vietnam 25 years ago. Yeah. I, like, I don't get it. It was, it was a bit strange. I yeah I think they and you know yeah okay I just think they should have made it so that they go up to her in the car park after yeah or he comes they're trying to pick her up and then he comes in yes and she tells them to fuck off so Nick Cage doesn't bash them also but then they try yeah. and hit on her again in the car park he sees red and he puts just someone's nose into their goes, brain and then he and then he goes crazy with a samurai he goes, sword. Yeah. The, he goes, the bride, patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema. Uh, but she d- doesn't put anybody's nose into their brain like no. he did. She just chops their head off. Um, you know what I thought when I heard it? I don't get the saying or phrase, old lady. Yeah. You know, like when you're referring, they're referring to his wife as his old lady. Yep. I don't get that. I get old man's like your dad, right? Yeah. Old and lady. Sometimes they is use your wife? old lady for your mum. I don't get that. No, I don't. It doesn't either. make sense to me. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. The the script is poor. The script is awful. Monica Potter is not bad considering everything she's, that's going on around her. She's about three lines. Yes. Yep. One of her worst lines is Oh. I thought you were going to be that guy again. Which is another <laughs> obvious of like, oh, he used to punch up on people. Yeah. And I thought the army would fix you. Yeah, but it didn't. It actually made the sentencing worse because the judge says, you're in the army. You're not subject to the same laws as everybody else because you've got the skills to kill people. Yeah, I'm not sure about the precedent for that. No, I think that is <laughs> bullshit. I don't. I, th- I thought. I think it would be worse. Maybe that judge is pissed off that they lost Vietnam. Maybe he was in. No, that doesn't make <laughs> sense. <laughs> it's yeah. It doesn't make any sense. If anything, sending a very angry man to the army probably made it worse because it taught him how to put someone's nose into their brain. Yeah. The um, special yep. effects are very ordinary, and that is highlighted when we see a storm. Over the courthouse and the oh the prison, <laughs> that looks terrible. Yeah, it looks like. Just a heads up, listeners, we're going to use the word terrible a lot. I wrote terrible a lot in my notes. Yeah, I should have got a thesaurus, and I'll, I'll get the thesaurus open to the page for terrible, and see if we can uh, do better than that. It reminded me of the movie Sin City. That looks like a graphic novel. Oh, and like and when the you Watchmen see like movie? The, yeah, the yeah. clouds and the storm in one of those movies. Yeah. But this is meant to be real. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not. It's... Uh, yeah. Dreadful. I, oh. You can use dreadful, dreadful instead of awful. All right. <laughs> instead of terrible. Okay. His accent is dreadful. Yeah. The fact that we go through 10 years of him being in prison and we don't see his cellmate until the day he leaves is... Check. Awful. Awful. 
I, don't, I can't believe we had sense. to look up that awful. He just, he just sits in his cell for 10 years writing letters, but we never see his cellmate Hello, until the day Hello, my hummingbird. But also, just by coincidence, he's getting paroled on the same day his cellmate is getting transferred and they end up on the same plane. Yeah. It's I don't get it. Obvious. Terrible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to thesaurus for obvious. Abysmal. I felt that Nicolas Cage's dialect coach for this movie was Foghorn Leghorn. Yes. Sometimes he was talking, I see, I see. It, it just... No. The, the acting is also... It's, I, of, it's not helped by a terrible script, but the acting... You know who was the worst in this movie, John I think? Cusack. John Cusack. John Cusack. He didn't want to do it. He's admitted that he only did it for and the money. And you can tell, because sometimes he's just like... What are you doing, you son of a bitch? It's not great. The guy that introduces what Conair is, is stupid. No. no. <laughs> Who wrote the film? Because it's not the actors that are stupid. Okay? Some of them are. Scott Rosenberg, you're shithouse. I'm sorry if you're listening or if any of the Rosenbergs are listening or the Rosenbergs that are related to it. He... Has had some. He wrote the two remakes of Jumanji. Here we go. So he wrote Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, Beautiful Girls, Con Air, Disturbing Behavior, High Fidelity, Gone in 60 Seconds, mm. Imposter, Highway, Kangaroo Jack. Oh, Jesus. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, Venom, Jumanji, The Next Level. Are they all as racist as this as well? The They're script? not great movies. No. Yeah. Um, that, no, so why would you, like, there's absolutely no reason for that guy to be telling the people that are about to be the Department of Corrections guards on the plane what the point of the flight is. No, they would have been Once briefed earlier. Once they're in the hangar, yep. they know. Yeah. But also, it's not their first day as a Department of Corrections judge. You don't like get your training and then you're on a flight yeah. with Cyrus the your virus. Your first assignment you're working is in a to prison. go on a plane full of prisoners. You're working on the bus and yeah. then you work on the... So you know what a prisoner flight is. Yes. Um, but also we don't need to know that 145,000 prisoners fly in the US every year or whatever number. Yeah, We don't need to know I, that. The only reason I could think of them saying that is so the idea of it doesn't seem already... Worse than it is. The idea of putting terrible prisoners on the same plane is a bad idea. Yeah. Like, but it also then doesn't make sense that you've got people from a supermax, which is the level above maximum security. Yeah. And then Nicolas Cage is just catching a lift home on parole. Yeah. Why are they on the same um, flight? And I also don't understand. This is America, right? Yeah. Is the death penalty not a thing? Because only in some states. Yeah, but like, whoever Cyrus the virus or whatever, that guy that ra- and then Danny Trejo. Oh yeah, who raped twenty three women, twenty three or whatever. His whatever name is. death penalty. And um, Steve Buscemi. Oh, don't get me started. That's one on good Steve line Buscemi. though. That little girl, I think, might be improvised. You look sick. 
That was they hadn't started rolling yeah. yet. She actually didn't have any lines. No, she didn't. She um, just decided to point out what we're all thinking whenever we see Steve Buscemi on the screen. There were some points where John Cusack looked dubbed. Yeah, and there was like reverb on his voice or something like he was in the announcing booth of The Price is Right. Yeah, it was very strange. Um, I wasn't quite expecting it to be... This shit? This racist? Yeah. Like, there were a lot of N-words. Of both both N-words. Yeah. The N-E word and then I word. Yeah. And I was like, every time somebody said it that wasn't Dave Chappelle, I was like, ooh. I was like, ooh, John Malkovich. Ooh. Yeah. And it's 1997. You don't use the, that word in 1997. I don't so, know if it was like, ooh, they're really bad. They're so bad that they're calling him a... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say it. Was it was just weird. And it was like... Uh, and then they were like, oh, no. It was like the guy who drives the stupid car whose number plate is ass kicker. Oh, God. He's a he dickhead. called one of the prisoners the N-word. The N-E-word, yeah. Yeah. Dave uh, Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, yeah. And I was like, no. Well, you shouldn't be saying that. We're meant to hate him. Yeah, well, we or without him saying that word, his attitude and his number plate were enough for me to hate him. Yeah, that's true. And then, then black gorilla member Nathan Diamond Dog Jones. Yeah, who is on the poster, shooting two guns in the air, which he, and yelling "R," I assume. <laughs> um, and he's, but he doesn't do that in the film. No, I don't the, believe so. The poster, like, yeah. The poster 100% matches the style of the movie. Yep. It's just a plane bursting through flames. Yes. The One of the taglines is, buckle up. That's it. <laughs> um, um, I have a quote written here. I think John Malkovich said it about some of the people on the flight. Wise-ass, annoying, bookworm geeks. Yeah. I I can understand why John Malkovich didn't like the script. Because yeah. shit. But yeah, he's just got some there's just bad lines. And I was thinking, I was talking to Shane about it. And Shane was a bit like, could they have been taking the piss out of these types of action movies? No, a hundred percent not. Like, not if they considered Gary Oldman. And Sylvester Stallone. Like, I, if, you, if you're considering Gary Oldman, you don't cast Gary Oldman to as Cyrus the Virus to then be a piss take of the action genre. Yeah. Like, he's an Oscar-winning actor. Yeah. I always, I've, I always say it and you correct me. So yeah, I just who Gary Oldman check. is. Yeah. 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 Not Sylvester Stallone. No, no he's oh. not. For a script? For a script. Um, yeah, it's just... I think it's just bad. Also, they've clearly got a plan. The prisoners that are then on Con Air. How though? Did they've they got fax a plan. Each other the plan. Yeah, and they've got a pen pal program or something program. Program that, that they've written to each other about this plan, and that all goes down before they even take off. Like yeah. they're already like, I just sat down. Oh, let me get this needle out of my hand yeah. to unlock my thing, and then have no blood on my hand, and then. Let me set a man on fire. Yep. How did he get a fire on there? 
Oh, I he had know. a little thing. He had a chemically. He had a match. He oh, in his one match in his mouth that was then able to light a fire, and Even then a little in... vial of lighter fluid. Yeah, that set a man on fire. Obvious. Another obvious thing. John Cusack's pathetic and useless assistant woman stands next to him looking at the plane and says these words. <coughs> I hope this goes smoothly. All those monsters on one plane. Yep. Like, all right, well, <laughs> everything's going to go to hell. Yeah. As so, if we didn't already know that because the poster outside the cinema we've walked into is a plane on fire. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, you know what's going to happen. You don't need those lines. No. Um. So John Malkovich is a terrible criminal, but hates rape. Well, honour amongst thieves. Yes, you know? sure. <laughs> um, honour amongst multiple murderers. Um, Welcome to Con Air, he says. Yeah. And I'm, um, he's like, uh, Johnny23 tries to rape the, wants to rape the... Um, Female guard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... He says, if you try that again, the next the next wings you see will belong to the flies buzzing around your dead carcass. Yeah. Like, what and does then that he goes, mean? can you fly? And yeah. Danny Trey goes, no. And he says, if your dick jumps out of your pants, you jump out of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, two. And then John Malkovich calls Dave Chappelle a two-bit N-word crackhead. Yep. Um, these I'm just going through lines. And then, Spitters and shitters was one. And then the, I don't know who that was referenced to, but I think everybody on the, the plane. DEA agent, who the ass kicker dickhead guy, was so emphatic about getting on the plane, loses his shit. Oh, straight away. As soon as something goes wrong, yeah. he's lost it. Yeah. Keep you cool, man. You're the one man on the plane with a gun. Yeah. You've got power. But he lost it. My mama lives in a trailer. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All that did was help our Chad Esme and Quay score for later. Yeah. Um, I lo- I, it's a bit nostalgic that like the little recording device is actual tape. Like yeah. how old is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I wrote Christ in a cartoon. Somebody said like in a yeah. Christ in a cartoon. Yeah, I'm but- just going through bad lines. This all well, this is my review. <laughs> So then, to go back to your point about how they all knew the plan. Yes. Because then there's a stopover. Yeah, so they're in whatever city they pick up these guys in, right? Yeah. Then they're flying to Carson City. Yep. And then to Alabama. Yes. Mobile, Alabama, to drop um, Nick Cage, Cameron Poe home, right? Yep. How does John Malkovich, who's in a supermax prison, like I know you said a pen pal, and prisoners can write letters, and a lot of them get married for some reason to their pen pals. Yes. That doesn't make any sense to me. How does John Malkovich, from a supermax, write a letter to the guy in prison in Carson City, Nevada, who then can organise for a plane to be at this other airfield? And... And somehow get the two-bit crackhead to put a needle in his hand and a matchstick down his throat. Yep. 
I, it doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. It's one of those things where a lot has to go right for the, their plan to work. Oh, one of your favourites. We should have minus sections in the Chad S. Minko score. <laughs> oh, God. And if there's clunky exposition or a lot of things have to go right for the plan to go right, <laughs> it loses a point, this could end up in a negative. <sighs> so then, it, yeah, so Carson City, they are dressed as the guards. The prisoners are dressed as the guards. Because they've taped, gagged and bagged the guards. The guards. Because they're spitters and shitters. Yep. So that they get put on the bus. Yes. Right? So the guards accompany the other prisoners onto the plane. And no discretion from the new prisoners because they yell and scream, they took the plane, they took the plane. Maybe someone on the ground in Carson City might have heard that. Yeah, true. But then... People go, people put Steve Buscemi on the plane. That's correct. John Malkovich is not doing that. No. They're Carson City Department of Corrections people. Yep. Putting Steve Buscemi on the plane. They didn't notice that there's blood on the floor or it smells like someone's been set on fire or, or the, no one's chained up anymore. Or the ones, the, the prisoners that should be in cages, there's nobody in those cages. And that female officer was chained up in one of those cages. Yeah, yeah. And that guy's DAA agent's dead body, I'm pretty sure, was still on the floor. And we know there's lots of handcuffs because Simon West, not the Australian poet, gave us oh. a slow-mo shot of the guy carrying the handcuffs to the plane. My favourite thing as well, not my favourite thing, the other thing. Then there's other... Then for some reason... Officers to go, decide to go into John Malkovich's old prison cell and look around. Yeah. After they've already left, right? Well, no, I think once they know he's taken the plane. No, but they didn't. They they didn't know that yet because then he's. That's when John Cusack found the plans. Oh, yeah. Maybe they were doing the turndown service. And then somehow John Malkovich also that had all that good. They also had all the stuff in the prison to make a bomb that only goes off when you open a thing. I was like, come on. Laundry powder, cigarettes and snowballs. That's why we saw Nicolas Cage being popular because he was oh. giving someone a snowball earlier. Snowballs are flammable. Did you know that? Marshmallows flammable. <laughs> right. Okay, it good. Is. Toasted marshmallows. Yeah. Imagine if you blew up your... And that explosion. <laughs> and it, the cell explodes and you see it push the man's special affected body. Yeah. And then... Special affected. Yeah. And then it cuts to John... Mal, uh, not John Malkovich, John Cusack bending down and he looks up and the piece of the door is in the wall above him. Yeah. Oh, God. And then... Oh God, I don't know. And then we meet Steve Buscemi finally. God, he's a creepy... Son of a bitch. Yeah, and this character's even creepier. Why would you take the nobody wife of the nobody prisoner to the headquarters of the US Marshals? With the kid. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Um, even though, and I wrote, I draw an arrow further down. Okay, they realise he's skilled. But you don't need Monica Potter there. No. To convince Nick Cage to help. I don't think so. Or he was already trying to help. To find out from Monica Potter that he was in the Army Rangers. Yeah. He you know all, that. Yeah. He's got his file. Um, and Dave Chappelle gets left behind. 
the plane takes off without him when oh, they he do gets the handover. Caught up in the landing gear. Yeah, and then later on, where they're looking around, they see his corpse, which is doesn't even look no. like Dave Chappelle. No. no, it's obviously a dummy, but it doesn't even look like a Dave Chappelle dummy. It looks. I don't. I don't even know who it looks like. No, they should have got the guy from Seinfeld who made the Elaine mannequin to make it because that looks more like Elaine oh, than right. this looked like Dave Chappelle. But before that. For some reason, Nick Cage sits next to his cellmate that shouldn't even be on the same plane as him. The diabetes guy. And gives him a summary of the movie so far. Yeah. Like, well, we're on a plane and Cyrus the virus has took it over and people are dead and there's agents and nobody knows what's going on and we're really fucked. And the guy goes, yep, I'm on the plane too. Yeah, previously (laughs) on Con Air. I know. They didn't do intermission in 1997. We didn't need a reset. But thankfully, Nicolas Cage gives it to us. Um, Did John Cusack get a haircut halfway through this movie? I was too distracted by his voice. Well, his hair changed. I literally wrote, I thought John Cusack could act. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nobody on this plane lives a flying fuck. (laughs) Get it? Flying. Oh, God. But he knows big words and confuses that arsehole DEA and agent. And it's great that one of the prisoners knew how to fly that plane. They learnt that in their courses. That and they, they also do. picked up the unnecessarily gay character. Ugh. Not Sally? Dancing Sally? Yeah. I don't. It, it was like it didn't have a name. They didn't have a name, but then in the end they had a credit. Yeah. That had a, a high, character name. A high credit. And it didn't really... It, it They didn't really say <laughs> words other than like, oh, man in uniform. Ooh. Yeah, just in the... um When you watch that with the subtitles, it just says generic gay noises yeah. under his character for the whole time. Gay panic. That's all it's in there. <laughs> I've never read a law enforcement agency's handbook. Good. But I doubt... Any of them specifically say you can shoot down a plane in order to avenge the death of one of your agents. Yeah. Like, I've watched a number of crime-related movies and TV shows and they're always like you have to move on from the death of the agent and do the job, not stop everything steal a helicopter to shoot down a plane. Yeah. He's a fuckwit. It's a bit strange. Can we talk about the rabbit? Ugh. Give me back the bunny or whatever. Okay. I wrote this, right? It's like the writer and director learnt about symbolism in film school. Yeah, they probably would have. weren't really paying attention in that class and thought that it had to be actually something. Yeah, it had like to be. an actual symbol. A physical <laughs> symbol that somebody could hold. And the picture was there, but the picture got taken away. So we still had the rabbit. Yeah. As an actual... Here's symbolism of this his daughter. This rabbit is representing his daughter. We oh, get it. We get it. Um, and I... then Nicolas Cage uses the race card on the black militant guy to try yeah. and get him to turn on Jan Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. And then he gives, like, 
a very stereotypical, like, black response. response. Like, the way he even talks and everything. Yeah. I was like, this is problematic. Oz can play house dog. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. That's It's just not great. Even for 1997. Yeah. What are you going to do? John Cusack says to Nick Cage, I'm going to save the fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> and then John like that's, a, like that's something that he does all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um. <laughs> What's wrong with him? My first thought would be a lot. <laughs> uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. The... I don't know if we talked about it in the in the preview, but Jerry Bruckheimer's longtime producer partner didn't even want anything to do with the I, film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you know it's bad. Um, <gasps> listen here, what's a John Kisak? Larkin. Larkin. There are two men in this world I trust, and one of them's me, and the other one ain't you. <laughs> And then at the end, it's there's now there's three I trust. We still don't know who number two is. <laughs> I thought we were expecting him to be like the diabetic guy. One one of them's me, and the other one is Jesus. Jesus Christ, our Lord. <laughs> he says, Cameron Poe says, I'm going to save the fucking day. That's true. But then we very quickly find out he doesn't mean for everyone. He just means for his diabetic friend. He just means for his diabetic Shit friend. Shit is going him. on. People, yeah. cops are getting shot. He, Shit is blowing up, and all he's worried about is finding a syringe for the insulin. Um, John, no, Nicholas Cage kills about ten people during this movie. Yeah, he goes to prison for killing one person in self-defense of yep. his wife, and then kills about ten people whilst in prison. Yeah, because he's still technically. In prison. And then writes a note on Dave Chappelle's shirt and then pushes him out of the plane. So he lands on that guy's car. Yeah. He lands on the, the coach, coach of, of the, the Racing Bells, <laughs> Two Drink Cinema, Patreon, A League of Their Own. Um, Patreon.com forward slash Two Drink Cinema, <laughs> yeah. A League of Their Own. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah. Nah. I... Um, I did a little bit more research. I know we I know we talked about it in the preview, but I did a little bit more research because the soundtrack is odd. And it sounds like he's trying it sounds like he's trying to write a Top Gun style electric guitar theme. Yeah, like but- occasionally a little bit of Guitar theme like he wrote And he went Oh no that sounds like Top Gun So then went in another direction and wrote something else And he went Whatever this thing was It wasn't great Um, And then I I read something the other day But I've got to find it again Um, The original composer Left halfway through Yes But not on purpose Is he the guy that got crushed? No. no. <laughs> Composer Mark Mancina had to leave the project in the middle of scoring it due to a scheduling error. What's that? Oh, no, it does sound a bit like Kill... 
Oh, yeah. He had to leave it because of scheduling conflicts with Speed 2 Cruise Control. Ooh. Tough choice. Jeez. Trevor Rabin, who was already on board working closely with Mancina, co-writing some music shortly before Mancina left, completed the score on his own. Um, Bad. Also, bad. I don't know if it was just the version and whatever we were streaming it or the settings on my TV, but... The music wasn't that loud. No. Like, the mu- it's a loud movie. Yeah. But the music was just not up to the same volume level as the explosions and stuff. Which could have been a choice, because the soundtrack's shit. That's true. Except for... How do I live without... Sweet Home Alabama. The definition of irony. People people on a plane singing a song by people who died in a plane crash. Why they how'd they get a boombox? Dunno. Was that in the weapons hole? I think with that, the shotguns? I think up at that point of the movie I'd stop asking questions. <laughs> Logic has gone out of the window at this point. Logic was Dave Chappelle and he got kicked out of the bottom of the plane <laughs> and crashed into someone's car, alright? I wrote the word slap. Who slaps who? Uh, Will Smith cra- No yeah. uh, Oh Somebody sl- Slaps Nick Cage Nick No Nick Cage Slaps the gay one Oh yeah Because it's like oh. I, I can't punch him Yeah For some reason Um, oh, I don't know They come up with A whole lot of Bullshit reasons Where For why they have to Land on the Las Vegas Strip And they can't make it To the air Because they got no but fuel But before that and- When they go to this Like airfield Right? Yep. And Nicolas Cage is running around, not to escape or alert anybody that they're there or anything, but to find a syringe for his friend's insulin. Yeah. And he goes through this whole thing. That's all he cares about. And then he hides under a car and there's just some random guy there. Yeah. And he's like, check the first aid box in that in the the fire fire engine. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then he's like... And then he made some joke about the fact that he pissed himself. And he goes, oh, I just pissed myself. <laughs> what the, like... Yeah. Oh, and then he does something and he finds something or says something. And then um, John <laughs> Nicholas Cage goes, well, baby, oh, it's not exactly my ties and Yahtzee's out here, but let's go. What? <laughs> what was that? Was Mai Tais a- and Yahtzee, is that the peak of like going on a resort and drinking Mai Tais? And- we played a lot of Yahtzee in the <laughs> late 90s. Maybe that we was did. it. <laughs> I but I don't remember mum and dad sipping Mai Tais while we were playing Yahtzee. Oh, God. And Why then the is- how they get oh, the yes. thing and then they fly off. The cops all get to this airfield and then let's luckily... Luckily, there's there's like abandoned gas cylinders everywhere. So just so we can blow everything of, fuck everything up. Yeah, and there's right? the graveyard of planes for some reason. <sighs> and then Nicolas Cage gets this rope and hooks the plane onto this concrete pole. Yeah, and the plane can't take off because of it. Cause, and then they shoot the pole and then it takes off. And then the hook on that rope yeah. magically... Hooks ass kicker's car. Yep. And so then it is 
really badly effective special effects wise. Yes. Flying out the back of this plane. And then it falls and crashes. And then they say some other stupid line I didn't even write down. Oh. Shit. And then the worst part is Nicolas Cage is all like tough guy, Ugh. and then somebody shoots him in the arm, and he doesn't even flinch. He just keeps, he keeps walking. walking, and I'm like, oh, piss off! You're not the Terminator. Why did we watch this movie? Because it's 25 years old, <laughs> and it's a cult classic. Oh, why is the Las Vegas Strip wet? It is in the middle of a fucking desert. Why is the Las Vegas Strip where they decide to land it? Because it's pretty boring to God. land in an airport when they can crash into a casino. Isn't there an airport close to Las Vegas? Yeah, it's like a 20-minute taxi ride from McCann Airport into the Strip. Right. But they had to land because they then get to crash into a casino, which lucky they found one that was going to be demolished. And then they had to blow more things up and kill more people and... And Blow up more cars. And... Because it's a 90s action movie, there's fireworks in every explosion. Oh, of course. Which are very clearly fireworks. And they needed more slow motion footage of John Cusack running. And then another slow around pan shot of Nick Cage with his hair blowing in the wind. Maybe that's why I didn't get a haircut. He falls off. He jumps off. The ladder of a fire engine. Is that what it was or yes, something? And just lands. And just lands on the ground. And on when we were field. watching it, you were like... It was quite a height. He jumped. He jumped and from, I go, where's and you he going like, to land? Where's he going to land? I'm like, the ground. On the road. And he landed on the ground. He landed on the road. No problem. Yeah. It was fine. I reckon he, he's part, he kept his hair long for a similar reason to Bailey Smith in the AFL keeps his hair long. Oh, to get votes from the Because when Bailey umpires. Smith runs, oh. <laughs> his hair looks cool behind him. And I think when Nick Cage is standing there with that slow turning pan shot and the wind is blowing his shit hair it looks good according to simon west not the poet and then pointless gay character go oh man in uniform and then i don't know what happens to him we he don't see up, him again yeah he just disappears and then the, the the plane has crashed and then the police people or whatever go onto the plane and then they're like yep this one's dead and then they drag um johnny 23's body off but his arm had become detached from his yeah, body. Yeah. It's like no one in the creative team ever said no to anyone. Like, they were high. Who, who wrote this? Yeah. He was high. Yeah, but also like no one said no to anyone. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we crashed into a casino? No one's going, mm, why though? Like we got to work that into the script somehow. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if we left his arm behind? Yeah, but what's the point of that? Oh, what about, oh, we should make him so he has this toy bunny. Like, yeah, but why? Like, no one <laughs> yeah. questions any idea. There was no person going, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then at the end, for some reason, a whole lot of money flies in the air. Why don't want to make it so there's money flying in the air? It's no one Las said Vegas, no to that. That's why. Like, and then there's all these dumb people trying to catch it. Fuck off. It'd be funny if when the cops take off, uh, when the cops drive on the motorbike, they drop a donut. Like oh. That doesn't make any sense. But no one said no to anyone in this creation. The cops were there and we didn't see the police people, right? On their yep. bikes or whatever. But to symbolise that it was the police, we had to see them 
a close up of them dropping a donut with a bite taken out of it. Yeah. And then driving off. So we know that they're actual police. Because the other guys are on police bikes, but they're not real police. I don't know. I I I think when during watching this movie and seeing some of the acting in this movie, I went, I could be an actor. I could be an actor. Another thing I could is get dialect lessons from Foghorn Leghorn. For some reason, they get on a fire truck and they chase whoever they're chasing. I can't even remember. And they end up at a rock crushing place where John Malkovich oh, gets crushed by a rock crushing machine. What was that? How did no. they get there? I wrote, I wrote, how did we get to where John Malkovich died? Yeah. Because I didn't see Las Vegas Strip. like Where it's night. The Flintstones. Yeah. Like it just went into like sprockets, that's Jetsons. <laughs> Whatever it's called. I don't fucking know. The rock crushing But they're place. crushing rocks and then they crush his head. Yep. And then for some reason, John Cusack is nice to the DEA agent at the end. Oh, because we oh, saved the day. You. Sorry about we your car. You're ended an up asshole. Causing much more damage than we could have saved. The Next time, take the bus. Oh. Of course I would have taken the bus if that was an option. I didn't have an option, you dickhead. You put me on a plane. I'm a prisoner. Yeah. Who? Like. Now I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry at the credits. I'm angry at the movie. Yeah, but like for some reason, that DEA agent gets the first credit. And it was it wasn't even in alphabetical order. No. Colm and it wasn't Meany. even it wasn't even in like reverse order, like no. when you do a Broadway show, you know, at the end of the musical you come out, they do the cor- chorus and then it ends yeah. with the no. leads. So and he he's a reasonable act, reasonably sized actor, not in stature. In like he's familiar no, face. That's what I'm going for. Colm Meany, Duncan Malloy. Then it's Baby O he for some reason. He wasn't Meany. And then Nick Chindlin, Billy Bedlam. He only makes a third of the way through the movie. Then the fourth credited person is Sally Can't Dance. Why is it Sally Can't Dance? I don't know, but it's Sally hyphen Can't. Is the first name. Sally can't dance. Yes. Is yeah. there a backstory like Sally can't dance is a drag queen that killed someone at I a don't know. club because they stole her heels? I or... don't know. Anyway, maybe we want that. Then John Malkovich is fifth. Then Ving Rhames. And then Dave Chappelle. This is so just out it's of order. It's really random. Rachel Ticotin guards Sally Bishop. Steve Easton, who dies 20 minutes in, Steve Buscemi, and then Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird. The guy that flies the plane is a minor part, but he's between Nick, uh, between, oh, it's just Danny Trejo, the guy that flies the plane, Cameron Poe's daughter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. she, she gets two lines, then John Cusack, then Monica Potter, and then Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like, what? what even? It's, I don't get it. It was a very, did they do it in families? I don't know. It doesn't, they didn't even do that. Yeah. And then it doesn't even go to the rest of the cast next. Then it goes unit production manager. Yeah. <laughs> and so the rest of the cast are later than that even. There, there were are people with lots of lines. The guy that's John Cusack's boss gets credited well after Sally can't dance. Sally can't dance. You didn't even know that was the character name because no. they never said it. No. Oh, I tell you what. 
I'm looking forward to some Google reviews. <laughs> I oh, good transition. That transition was better <laughs> than any form of transition in this movie. But I also feel like when they put terrible transitions in the movie, someone at that production table goes, "Good transition, <laughs> good transition." <laughs> We're going to do some Google reviews, uh, some trivia, and some scoring after this. Let's have a chat. An open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. All right. Uh, the Google reviews. The, I've got the fives. People are rating it. And Shane said to me during the week, I like Conair like you guys like Plan 9. So bad it's good. But. Mm, okay. I feel like I get that argument, but I no. Conair could have been much more. I feel like the but, budget, yeah, and the cast and the cast of people like no one you know that can act. No one's apparently. chiropractor was in Conair. Yeah, nobody um, died halfway through. Yeah, well, I was going to say that, but that actually <laughs> happened. So, what this is a review from Classic Boxing Matches. Is the username. <laughs> okay. One of my favourite guilty pleasure films. There's a lot of that. Danny's in my favourite movie, Michael says. Oh, good on yeah. you, Danny. Arguably the best role ever for most, if not all, of its cast. Buscemi, Malkovich, Cage, Cusack, Treo, and the curly-headed guy that plays the DEA agent. <laughs> Are you telling me seriously that this is Nicolas Cage's best movie? That's what, is that what this person says? That's what says? Michael's saying. He also says this movie defines classic. I have a one star. <laughs> I found some one stars. They're all very short reviews. Uh, is one of them terrible? <laughs> this is a bad movie, but this has to be 30 characters, so this is a bad movie. <laughs> I like that. I'm giving that a helpful. Quite simply, one of the most wonderful films ever made. Imagine <laughs> a blend of The Room with Die Hard and you have one of the most entertainingly hilarious films ever made. That's true. Add a bottle of wine and you won't stop laughing. If Every actor plays their part with panache. Panache. And the CGI rivals anything Michael Bay can offer except that storm. And with Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama as a soundtrack and its experience to enjoy again and again. <laughs> this guy thinks it was nominated for Best Original Song for Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, minus five stars would be more deserving considering the level of nonsense in this movie. Oh, wow. That's the whole review from Google user. <laughs> Best movie ever, this person says. Not many people are finding these reviews helpful, though. No, neither. Movie which contains action, romance, thrill, and emotion. Not a single reason to dislike. With power-packed star cast and jaw-dropping action movie, keep you bound till climax. Must watch. <laughs> keep you bound till climax. I think that's what Ooh. Danny Trejo... 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to guard Sally Bishop. Her name's not Sally Bishop, is it? <laughs> no, it is. Isn't it? It's Bishop, isn't it? But it's guard not Bishop. Sally Bishop. I don't know. But she's not the girl, the woman from Alien. I looked that up. No, she's not. Okay, good. Okay. She's not, not Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. <laughs> um, standard Hollywood fare. Two bad hood actors need the money so badly. I'm assuming yeah. that's meant to be good. Yeah, they weren't talking about Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> Two bad good actors need the money so badly. Was this helpful to you? <laughs> this movie ticks all the boxes for me. Action, drama, comedy. Music, soundtrack, and heartfelt moments too. I never get tired of watching it over again after 24 years. It's a 10 out of 10 from me. I highly recommend it. Space exclamation mark. This could be a good one to finish on. Yeah, okay. Total waste of time. Totally devoid of logic. All right. Correct. That's... We've wasted an hour of your time so far. <laughs> Let's waste a little bit more with some scoring or trivia. Let's do some trivia, shall we? We'll finish off with the scoring. Okay. Let's do a known for. Bang. Right. Straight in. Are you ready? Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Okay. Oh God, he's done a lot ding, of movies. Ding, 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 what do you reckon he's most known for? I've got to stop singing that. We might get sued. What do you reckon IMDb reckons he's most known for? Yeah, mm. that's true. That's the one. What's that one where he's the thing and he does that? Yeah. You know, even though this did well at the box office, uh, in the same year, he had Face Off come out and it did better. What's that movie that's really bad that he's in? No, oh, that doesn't narrow it down. Con Air? Mm. <laughs> I don't want to put that, I don't know. All right, I've picked I'm, four. I'm picturing it, and he's like that thing, and he's that, and he's bad, and he's and driving he's, a car. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this as a really random one, and I've put it as, no, I'll move that to there. Ding, done, ding. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hope you do better than me. Number one, Con Air, Face Off. Oh, which I had in the number three. I didn't spot. put that in. Number two, leaving Las Vegas. I had that at number two. Nicholas Cage and Elizabeth Shue, yes. Marty McFly's girlfriend. Patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema in the coming months. Number three, Moonstruck. The Rock. Oh God. Sean Connery, Nicholas Cage, Ed Harris. Funnily enough, not starring The Rock, but. One of those posters where Nicolas Cage's name is above Sean Connery's head. Oh, <laughs> minus one point. Now, this movie I've never heard of. Next. Oh. He stars as Chris Johnson. It's from 2007. You know what else I had in there? A Las Vegas magician who can see into Why the Las future Vegas? is pursued by FBI agents seeking to use his abilities to prevent a nuclear terrorist attack. I had... Written by Gary Oldman. Fuck off. Yes. The, the Not the Gary Oldman. Okay, good. He is the writer-producer for Total Recall, Next, and Total Recall. <laughs> okay. The two Total Recalls. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not put a middle initial in. I had Con Air in the top four. So did I. I had it number one. But I do these things. I also of... had 
moonstruck, weirdly. Well, his first picture on his IMDb profile, not his actual profile like, picture, profile picture um, but his first photo in the photo section is of Cher. Oh, okay. You know what else I put in there? Ghost Rider. Oh, that movie gave me food poisoning. <laughs> I had Conair kick ass. He's good kick in kick ass, ass because it's a taking ass. the piss character. Yeah. Face off and raising Arizona. Mm. Just as a bit of an out there one. Um, so I won. How did you go at home? Let us know. Yeah. No one's let us know yet. If you are the first person to let us know how you went at home, I'll send you a stubby holder. All right? Yeah. Let's do a Chad S. Minquo. Have you got it this week or me? I have it ready to go. All right. So um, surprisingly... Didn't cry? I did not cry. No. I almost cried from happiness when it was over. I reckon if I'd had a couple of drinks, a couple of these cocktails, and heard the song, How Would I Live? How Do I I Live? I'd cry. But I didn't cry at the film. Um, House... Trailer. Apartment my mama lived or a in big a, house. My mama lived in a trailer. He's in prison, which is quite small. Yeah. But so, the prison is big. Nah. Small one. One. Horny. Oh, there's that ring. There's Donny Trejo. I don't want to... I don't want to give don't... points to that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, oh, mm, half mm, a point. No, zero. <laughs> I think we make a rule if the horniness is in that area. If it's not it's consensual a horniness. Yep. Even if there is consensual horniness. I feel like there was horniness. There was, as from our last episode, there's pregnancy, which equals sex, which equals horniness, you've said. But I think if there's any non-consensual horniness in the movie, it's a, the movie gets a zero. Okay. Unless that's the point of the movie. Anyway, no, zero. <laughs> The accused, zero. Yep. All right. Alcoholicness. No. The Those bar guys scene? are drunk. That's one scene. He mentions Mai Tais. <laughs> he also mentions Yahtzee. Two. One and a half. One and a half. All, All right. right. We'll compromise. Coke or Pepsi? I don't think anything. Oh, it might have been a Coke movie. I didn't write it down. No, I didn't. I also didn't write any hashtag Wednesday wisdom. <laughs> Wednesday wisdom is don't watch Con Air. Yeah, true. It's not all... That's very hard. It's not all Mai Tais and Yahtzee. Is that yeah, Wednesday wisdom? Mai Tais and Yahtzee. I was trying to look up the bar scene to see what they're drinking in their background, but I can't see. So I'm going to go with... I don't think there was anything in it. No, nah, zero. This is going to be our lowest scoring film. Ooh. Because we're giving it minus one for clunky exposition. <laughs> All right. Stand up ability. Um, I'm going to knock half a point off for the storm special effects and the car flying special effects. So I'm going to knock off half a point for the special effects. Yep. And I'm going to knock off half a point for the fact that there are fireworks in every explosion. So that's four. Otherwise, it stands up. I'm giving it a two. For the bad special effects, the bad dialogue doesn't stand up, and the racism. The racism. Then I'm going to drop mine to a three. Okay. Racism is worth one point to you. No, we'll leave that out. Special effects dropped half a point. Fireworks dropped half a point. Racism dropped a whole point. Okay. But otherwise, the look of the movie still is standing up. Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, I'm leaving it at a two. That's fine. Oh, uh, two and a half. I'll go. Now, I'm not pressuring you into nah, it. Nah, because 
overall, the action-y stuff isn't that bad. Okay. Memorability. I just remember it being bad. I don't remember um, them having a stopover and that airfield. I don't remember that creepy scene with the girl and Steve Buscemi. Oh, there was one. Yeah, that's there was one memorable line I thought I remembered, but it wasn't from this movie. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that in the preview. I think I'm giving um, you a two and a half for that as well. I'm going to give it a two because I just remember it being bad. Impact. One. Um, it's not original in any way. Or one. The, the one point I'm giving it is for the song. Yeah. Agreed. Nostalgia. I didn't I, watch it as I a I again kid. think for Gen X's, there's nostalgia. <laughs> it's... Uh... I want to say, because I watched it a bit. Two. I'm going to give it a two. Yeah, I might give it a two and a half. Quotability. My mama lives in a trailer. Can I? There's only two men I trust. One of them's me. The other ain't you. I'm going to use, it's not all my ties and Yahtzees. That's when I go, people complain to me at work. I'm going, well, it's not all my ties and Yahtzees, but here we are. (laughs) Um, it's got, I'm going to say that on a daily basis. I'm going to give it a one and a half because there's no quotes that I do currently use. One and a half for you. Yep. I'm going to give it a one and a half as well because I feel like when I quote it, it's because of how terrible it is. Yes. Uh, overall, I'm giving it a one and a half. Overall, I'm giving it a two. I feel like if I watched it just for watching it, I would enjoy it more than watching it for analysing it. Yeah. Because I can just sit and go, oh, explosions, boom, boom. Oh, he shot that guy in the arm and Nicolas Cage didn't falter. Right. <laughs> oh, Danny Trejo's arm got left behind. That kind of stuff. I did expect, <laughs> like you said, um, someone's head to get taken off Dennis Hopper speed style. Yeah. That then that It did. It kind of did, then, but by a rock crushing. Yeah, not with a light. Plant thing. Yeah. Uh, the total is it of our lowest ever? The Chad S. Minkwo score is 25.5. Oh. <laughs> Out of 75. Out of 75. Is that the Chad and the S. Minkwo? That is the Chad and the S. Minkwo. The Chad is 1.2, 2.5. So you could have saved yourself by having a Coke neon sign in the bar, Monica Potter. You, that wouldn't have even saved you. You're 2.5. Um, and then the combined schminquo is 23. Oh, Jesus. So that puts it I in... I think you alone gave 23 for Singing in the Rain. <laughs> <laughs> um, that puts it in last place. The most second last place is Cabin in the Woods with 37. Oh, Jesus. So it was not even close. Wow. Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. That was, we both agree, worst movie we've watched. Worse than a mum for Christmas. Worse than a mum for Christmas. Thank you uh, for listening. Make sure you've subscribed. Make sure you give us a rating and review. And make sure you share it with your friends. Next is To Serve With Love. Yes. So be ready for that next week. Oh, thank you, Brett. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Odd Sox Entertainment. For more of Odd Sox Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheese.